Hey listeners, this is We Here Collective and this is Daniel East again. So today we'll be talking about Juneteenth. And if you don't know what Juneteenth is, we'll be talking about it. And so if you don't know what We Here Collective is either, it's a Black women's art collective based out of Texas. And so doing this podcast is one thing that we do to promote Black women artists. And we also have a show up in 5 and J Gallery in Lubbock, Texas. And you can drive by and check that out at 1106 5th Street. And so today we have Jamelia and Christina on. If y'all want to say hey. Hi. Hey. I'm Jamelia Mendez. I'm a visual creative located in Dallas, Texas. I'm Christina Lampkin. I'm a graphic designer working with the local newspaper. Okay, so if y'all would like to talk about what y'all think Juneteenth is or your definition of Juneteenth is for the listeners. Juneteenth is basically a black barbecue. Um, and that's, you know, that's pretty much what it is. And I was just like, <laughs> that's all I'm just like. Um, Juneteenth was... <laughs> uh, specifically important here in Texas um, because it has to do with Texas uh, when the slaves were freed um, specifically the ones in Galveston, Texas, they didn't know for another two years that they were free and so Calvary had to come in and tell them what's up and you know it was a big celebration and so it kind of stuck there in Texas and later on it spread out to places like you know, Arkansas and Oklahoma and became, you know, kind of an informal celebration, but, you know, more importantly here in Texas. And so now in 2020, everybody knows about it for some odd reason, but okay. (laughs) So I pretty much agree with, with you on that. Um, it started like we were Lincoln gave that order to saying that all the slaves are free like two years ago, but people in Texas didn't get it because the slave owners didn't want to let them go. And finally got it and that's when we were all free. Like you can't you're not free until everybody's free. That's why I think it's important that it's not just celebrated in Texas, even though that's where it started, you know, it should be everywhere. Right. Like you know, now our celebrations are kind of just big family friend gathering we did ours for the first time this year it was just the three of us and we're still quarantining ate food partied just loved on each other time that we needed that's awesome it is (laughs) well that's good yeah it's so good that we could like still do it even though like we're quarantining and we have COVID-19 and now the case numbers are going back up (laughs) Yeah, I feel like honestly, I I was doing, I created the COVID map for the paper, and I was actually keeping up with it. And honestly, it never really stopped. Yeah, they're going up quicker because you know Memorial Day, everybody was acting fools, not quarantining. <laughs> oh, but yeah, and we have of course more testing accessibility, yeah. so it was going to go yeah. up regardless. That's true. That's true. 
And so have any of y'all like read or seen the general order number three that was read on Juneteenth in Galveston, Texas? Yeah. Um, when we were supposed to, we were making flyers for the Juneteenth celebration or no, for a Juneteenth play that was supposed to happen this month. But um, that it got canceled because COVID. But I did see the they they wanted the general orders on the back of it. So yeah, I have I actually got a, a yard sign made and I have the general orders on it. So let's talk about that because I don't I don't have any idea about that. What can you guys okay. elaborate? I want to know. Sure, I can read it. So I pulled it up. So right. General Granger, this is what he read off of the um the balcony in Ashton Villa. So he read it at, so the third, which is, I guess he was like the third, which is guy, I know for sure in Texas. Guy, the place that they, the reason they came to Galveston mostly was because I guess the guy was kind of like Trump, really rich, having parties. And then it was like, looked around and it's like, oh, there's still slaves. <laughs> and so when General Granger was there, he read the general order number three and it said the people of Texas are informed that in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves and the connection herefore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect any military posts and then they will not be supported in any idleness either there or elsewhere. Idleness. See, I only have the sentence on mine. I don't have all the rest of the stuff because that was kind of trash. <laughs> I know. Because I was, when I read it first, and I was like, oh, at the end. And then I don't know if my mom read because she did the, um, the panel discussion. She was like the moderator. One, yeah. And then when it got to the end, she was like, oh, <laughs> this is okay at first. And then it was like, oh. They were like, y'all should probably try and stay and make some money. And they were like, no, that's okay. <laughs> I don't make any money. <laughs> I'm yeah. wondering, like, you know, but I guess they didn't stay. Like, I, I'm kind of trying to visualize, you know, when that ship came in to Galveston, you know. Yeah, with the soldiers, like, how did they affect that? Did they go to house to house? Did they, you know, it ain't like nowadays, like, they had a big, you know, <clears throat> no, he just read it off of the balcony where the, um, the slaves they all came around and read it, and then they just, I guess, worked that out. But it would have been nice if they had offered them a ride, you know, like, hey, we bought it. <laughs> we, yeah, no, I'm serious. Like we brought an extra ship. If you want to get on and just roll out of Texas, you know that it's funny that they. I mean, because we know what happens after. Ugh, I don't. Were they on a boat? I thought they rode the horses there. I, see, I <laughs> thought it was a, no, it they, was a they, ship they with docked. soldiers, and they came in into the, the yeah, port. They mm-hmm. Yeah, they docked at Galveston because it's the port oh, there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, support there, and they made their little, you know, but I'm like, you the soldiers, like, can I hitch a ride on a ship? Can you take me, I you did, know, at least as far as I the north? Can you really do that? No, they didn't even want them to leave, so it's like. Yeah, they were like, no, y'all just stay. 
Yeah, yeah, but idleness, like, I, I guess that's a trigger word for me because he made it a point to say idleness because we know that soon after or already in other states they were starting to implement these black code laws which is basically white folks you know thought felt like they had the right to stop you if you walking down the street you know looking for work or whatever and if you didn't have jobs a lot of people didn't know that you know right after slavery and then they started putting us you know in prison for uh, basically nothing <laughs> and yep. still forcing us to be pseudo slaves. I, I don't know what be pseudo about it, you know, basically making us be slaves again, sharecropping, all this other stuff, getting arrested for just random things. Yeah. You know, they still do. Yeah. They never a, had a chance. No, and I read today that um, Abraham Lincoln only wrote the Emancipation Proclamation. Because so many people that were enslaved were like running away, like right before that during Civil War, like a lot of them were leaving and heading to Virginia and heading north. So it's just like it's just well, I might as well write this and put a loophole. Yeah, I remember when we were learning about that. My teacher went out of her way to make sure that we understood he did not care whether slavery got abolished or not because he he told somebody that he was like, if I could unify. Um, the Union and the Confederacy, I would if I, if without doing, without getting rid of slavery, he would. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. And then when, I don't know, was that, oh, that was Mike Pence that, was that last year or the year before that he was like, he wanted to thank Abraham Lincoln for all that he had done on Juneteenth. <laughs> wow. He didn't want to do it. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Good, good, good. That's why I hate whenever I had I nothing to do with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> when people were like, when we're talking about slavery and like somebody, a uh, non color person comes up and is like, oh, we let you go, so you should be thankful. I'm like, no, you can't breathe. Uh, no, they didn't let anybody go. So, and then there were still enslaved in like the 1960s. So it's like exactly. We, yeah, it was just we, right after that. Like I said, we faced Black Code laws, Jim Crow, ongoing redlining. Like it's never really stopped. Just because you give it a different name doesn't make it different. Yep. So how old were y'all when y'all first learned about Juneteenth? Um, I was uh relatively small. That's all the also the first time I got called the N-word. Um I think I was about seven or eight, and my cousins were we were walking down the street and we saw this truck and had a confederate bumper sticker flag on it and this dude just out the window he was had half his body out the window and um 
we were kids, you know, like it, that still kind of trips me out. There were no adults with us. So if I was seven or eight, that means my brother was 10 and 11 and my cousin was about the same age, 10 or 11. And we were just walking back to my grandmother at the time. She had a condo and we had walked to the store, done something. And we were walking back to her place and um, he just came out. He was like, happy Juneteenth, niggers. Just crazy. And I was just like very alarmed. And I asked my cousin what that was. She was like, oh my God, she was freaking out. And we kind of ran home and told our parents and, and I was, so I was like, what is Juneteenth, you know? And she told me. And so to give you guys reference, I'm 46 years old and I was born in 1974. So, you know, that would have been, you know, very beginning of the 80s, mm-hmm. something like that. And they were still acting crazy like that. And then after that, like, I would go here and there every once in a while. Somebody would have a picnic Juneteenth or whatever. But I always understood that it was a Texas thing. You know, my mother explained it to me. So I don't think that anyone else outside of Texas um, really celebrated it or knew about it. Um, A lot of people in Texas don't know about it. So that was my first, (laughs) that was my first encounter with Juneteenth. Thank you, uh, racist white guy that harassed little kids on the street. Whatever. I'm surprised he knew about it. I guess he read the newspaper, so. Yeah. Crazy. What about you, Christina? well i hear it uh so just i feel like ever since i like knew or could like recognize like a holiday was i've known about it (laughs) so i used to go to like yeah i feel like i've known about it for a long time because like where are you so wait where where are you from are you originally from lubbock or give me some history since you've known about it No, I'm from LaGrange, Texas. But, LaGrange. Um, okay. Yeah, I know, like, when I was younger in this one church we went to, like, they always had, like, a float in the parade. So that's, mm-hmm. like, I guess that's the earliest, like, memory of, like, being a part of it. But I know before that, like, we would go because they had, like, free food at it. And there would be, like, a speaker and then, like, some booths. And, and it was always, like, fried chicken, pizza, and then bluebell ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> bluebell. Yeah, bluebell ice cream is important to Texas people. So it was always it was always that, and I think this year is probably like the first time that they haven't had like a a Juneteenth event. So I know they had like a um, it was different. It was kind of like a a prayer Juneteenth vigil, and so it was kind of like honoring George Floyd too. So it was kind of. But it wasn't like the same with the, you know, parade and free food and t-shirts and everything. But, you know, I guess it was still good. And then so we just had the the one in Lubbock this year. So I know the one was already canceled. So then we were like working on planning one for downtown. So it was was really good. Like it was a good turnout. It was about 300-ish people that showed up. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. Especially with it being like on a Friday and from like 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. and with COVID-19, it was good. And like, let's see, everybody had all the masks. Yeah, but that's still, that's a good turnout period for, especially with what's going on in our country right now. I know. Yeah. They do a parade every year in Colleen and that got canceled. But they put together something last minute, like a little event and kind of just a place to get information and stuff for Juneteenth this past weekend. That's good. I'm glad. I, I feel like it was only a few places in Texas that celebrated it, kind of. I guess like a lot of stuff got canceled and it's. Yes, it is what it is. So going forward, what do you guys think it's Juneteenth is going to look like, especially now that it's being talked about on a national level? According to Trump, he made Juneteenth popular and like, you know, he was the person that, you know, discovered Juneteenth and brought it to national. This that man, like his ego don't ever stop. Like <laughs> he is such a trip. But what going forward? What do you guys think it's gonna look like? I think it'll be much bigger than it was before. Like there's so much going on with racial injustice right now. It's kind of just igniting the need for it. Like we really needed it this year, but we couldn't really go out as much as um, go as big as we wanted to. But like next year we'll be ready. I was like I wanted to throw a whole party, but I'm like I can't with COVID going around. I'll do my best next year. Yeah, I feel like next year things will be like we can start today even this like I feel like next year it'll be even bigger and better. I know like um Sunset Art Studios was supposed to do something, so I was like waiting on something to happen with it, but then it never happened. So I was like, Okay. Uh, but I was be- like Oh no. Right. <laughs> I sneeze. It would be great if we could see it turn into a true, because um, I was looking it up. So it's, it has different names, you know, uh, Juneteenth, Liberation Day, uh, Jubilee, Jubilee Day, Emancipation Day, Freedom Day. And I, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, wouldn't it be great if it really could become a, a true Freedom Day, like where we get reparations, true reparations, like not a not a little check, but like true reparations for black people, and then we could really have something to celebrate. Yeah, I feel like even the the holiday becoming like a federal holiday would be a start to those reparations. Like it's not to hit on like Martin Luther King yeah. Jr., but I feel like I don't understand why he got the holiday before Juneteenth, and I feel like it was kind of just like highlighting one person and especially because he was like very nonviolent, and nobody even liked him then so it was just kind of like oh well I guess we like him now <laughs> and I guess I feel like if they would have done Juneteenth it's kind of like highlighting every black person and they just wanted to have like a good black person to have a holiday after yeah it was probably just something to pacify us like you know here you go be happy with that that's all you need. And then I know when, like, my mom was going to school. I would definitely, I definitely want Juneteenth to be. Oh no! Can't hear you anymore, Casina. 
Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like in the process of getting out of my car. No, it's good. But I know when like my mom was younger and they first like made because at first like MLK Day wasn't like a federal holiday. And then finally when they made it, they were like, Oh, well, you can come to school or you don't have to come to school. And so it was kind of like a trap. So it was like they were thinking like, what would MLK do? Because it was like, if you don't come to school, they'll probably have a test. And then they say that you'll miss it. So it was like, nobody, like, none of black people, like, optional, like, decided not to show up. Like, they just went to school anyways because they thought it was a trap. So it was, I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, nah, just, it, it will be good, like I said, a reparations day. I'm kind of over the picnics and the holidays. You know, in general, what do they really do for Black people? Other than to, you know, MLK, he deserves to be celebrated. You know, he did, he made great strides for us. He tried really hard. Along with Malcolm X, there are people that deserve to be recognized nationally, but it would be great if some, a real enactment, you know, happened on this day you know like this is the day you know the last of the slaves were free but also this is the day we decided we're going to implement this you know for sure real reparations like how about black people not paying taxes on anything how about black people being able to get loans with the lowest interest rate ever you know no more than three percent what would that look like? That would be, to me, that's real reparations, you know, um, education, being able to go to college, you know, without debt. That, to me, that would be real reparations. Implementing, you know, the percentage of whatever town that you live in, you know, where nationally, I think it's, I haven't looked it up in a while, but we're somewhere between 12 percent 13 point something percent right and actually implementing that of course you can't do that um in every city because the percentage is different but wouldn't it be great if it could be implemented whatever the black population is there to make sure you had if it's 12 percent there the population of people that you implement that in the jobs in all facets, in all levels, not your just your lower level um, entry jobs. That to me, that will make a difference. We will see some true advancement for people of color. I was saying was um, <laughs> they we should get receive opportunities too because I know black people have the hardest time getting loans for their own businesses right and then when we do get loans which is my you know even if you have like decent credit a lot of people don't know that they still discriminate against you yeah they give you higher interest rates higher interest rates so mm-hmm. it's like can we we can't win for losing. Yeah. Please. So I did everything where I got the credit. 
I got my credit right and you still over here, you know, gassing me. Yeah. You know, and other people like, you know, some white people, they don't believe that really goes on, but it does go on. We are, you know, discriminated against in every facet. It is exhausting. So, you know, am I happy that people are finding out about Juneteenth? Of course I am, but it would be great if we could turn it into a different type of holiday, a true liberation day, which is what our ancestors were hoping for. So true. I just wish, um, I know that Texas Tech, like they said, they'll close up from now on on June 19th in the Nike said that they'll, what's it, they'll be doing a payday off. Who else? There's a few other places too. I'm so salty about that. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess it's I guess it's it's a start. They need to. (laughs) But it needs to be just an off day for everybody, so we can actually celebrate on the actual day. (laughs) Yeah, because I had to take off. Holidays, really. I guess it's as important, if not more, honestly. And so, how do y'all think that, like, the art world can help promote and showcase, like, themes of liberation and freedom and Juneteenth? I know that, and I can read it off now a few of them. Glass Tire posted, like, art events that were happening around Juneteenth and other Juneteenth. So they had one in Austin at the Neil Cochran House Museum. So it was like a driving tour, whatever that means. So I guess it was like a drive-by event. And then Dallas had the, at the city of Dallas, uh, MLK Junior Community Center. They had that event and that was also a drive-through one. And then there was the other one at the Blue Dot with Jeremiah Onafade, also with the city of Dallas. And I saw that one on Facebook. And then Fort Worth had an event. And there's one in Houston. And then I think there's another one in Austin. And I believe the African-American Museum of Dallas had an event too. And then Hallettsville also had an event at the Hallett Oak Gallery. That's and then it was the one in Lubbock, and I guess that's it for events. Well, that's pretty cool. That's more than what I thought it would be. I know. So going for, I mean, well, I'm looking forward to that aspect of it, you know, being, of course, I didn't, you know, I'm in Dallas, but I didn't go to anything. I didn't do anything on Juneteenth because COVID, I've you know, I have been a lot of articles that just kind of try to highlight what you can do for Juneteenth and that what stuff that helps supporting black owned businesses and um educating people on it about the history i think that would be uh yeah christine and i think that would be a great thing to do going forward you know supporting black businesses you know almost like we have cyber monday and um black friday you know make it a whole thing I know Facebook put out a thing too that was like 19 things to do on Juneteenth. (laughs) Okay, 19, get it. (laughs) June 19th. 
I know. Now I feel like it's kind of a decline in what was happening like in the other, earlier weeks when people were like donating and going to black businesses. Like I think it's kind of slacking up now. <laughs> no, there's. I think it's still going strong. I've seen a lot of bit like there are people. The businesses are just out of some of the, them are out of their products that they sell because they've yeah. sold so much stuff. They've had such a high demand. And like Black Owned Business Month is in August. Ooh. Oh, like it's, it's, I'm sure it's going to go back up. Ooh. Well, I'll be ready for that. Okay. Yeah, that's true. We're doing a special section for the paper for that. I'm the one who started it. But that's good, though. I feel, like, started it. I feel like right now is like the perfect time to like start a business. Yeah. You black. <laughs> Yeah, one of my previous clients or current clients, Karen Brown, she's been doing, she's like about to get her business off the ground. She's getting all the groundwork done, getting her website started. So this is a good time. This is a good time. I'll be interested to see if all the cool businesses, new businesses that we'll be able to witness going forward. So what do y'all think, like the, um, to go back to the question I asked earlier? What's a big, big um, so how do y'all think that the art world can help promote and showcase like Juneteenth and then like reparations and ideals of freedom because I know a lot of artists like they do work well a few I know that do work about reparations but sometimes I feel like it just might be just like an idea kind of how like when we just a few years ago or just like a year ago when it was really big and like the um democratic candidates within them like the ideas of reparation now no one's talking about that so how do y'all feel like the art world could help with that the same way like show showcase I don't know with the idea with reparation it's such a big I don't know it's not a big concept it's complicated it's like they don't want to give us they don't want to give it to us so I'm not sure like you know as artists we can pretty much make work and have the proceeds go to black focused um institutions and organizations but you know it's not really reparations it's just making the money circulate i think that's a great idea of course showcasing like really putting a spotlight on black artists that are out here doing things as far as you know the art world goes i think that's what they should be doing um and really putting that in the forefront, it would be nice to for them to spotlight um, black artists on uh, another day other than, um, you know, Black History Month. Oh, I know. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's just so, I mean, I take like 40 acres and a mule right now, too. So like, <laughs> I don't know. What does 40 acres in a mule look like right now? Like, what is that? No, they, I don't know what they did. Okay, I'd say like this. Like, okay, if there's land that's owned by the bank, or there's land out there, like, let's distribute that. Like, maybe it's not 40 acres. Maybe it's two acres. And so then you have, like, area to, like, build a house on. Or if you want to sell it, you can get the money. So it's like, you own it. If it gets sold, you get the money. I don't know if we still want like a mule or 
<laughs> we can equate that to like a car. Yeah, it's... like an equivalent. That's why I said. I guess you know something like else that kind of comes into play with that. I feel like it's almost unattainable because I mean, they they do with the Native Americans. They took their land, gave, told them where they could go, and then they're still trying to take stuff from them. It's just. I don't know. I don't see a solution anytime soon. Free education. I do find find it funny that we are the only group of people that has not received, even though these reparations that were given to Native Americans were pretty shitty, but um, not lower taxes, no taxes. But we're the only group of people that didn't receive any reparation of any form. A lot of people are not aware of that. The Japanese American people received reparations for being in internment camps. So did the ones that were bombed in Okinawa. Jewish people received some form of reparation over there in Germany. Native Americans received some form of reparation. It was god awful, but reparations still it was. I guess it's I know. I guess they're saying, like, I guess since we haven't kicked y'all out yet, <laughs> or killed all of y'all, like, <laughs> not your reparations. Yeah. It just, I wish we would get serious about the reparations talk, like, and really form a plan as Black people and really ask for it. I'm kind of tired of, you know just kicking it around and people start to oh would it would bankrupt America no it wouldn't you can put it mm-hmm. into real actionable plans like what I said stop taxing me you know I'm talking about for the next 75 years you know so we can see some of our generations have wealth so I can see my grandchildren have some form of wealth that um, will make a true how, difference uh, I mean if there's like land sitting up and like no one's bought it yet what does it hurt that someone else has it and then they could resell it? Yeah. Because I mean, basically, that's what's going on. It's like somebody buys it, somebody resells it, somebody buys it, somebody sells it. So it's just. And I guess the next question would be how do they determine who gets what? Right. Can you see, imagine watching everybody um, get in that line and people that you know, want to do everything except be black. They'd be like, I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. <laughs> I got a <laughs> one thirty second of a black in them lining up. So it would definitely have to be some type of but I think so it does hard. need to be an actionable plan. I think it's gone on too long. I guess you have to go back to like Plessy versus Ferguson where it was like if you were one sixteenth black, then you were black. So I don't, but the paper bag, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, maybe we can like give more like government grants and just scholarships for black students, and maybe what if like the government could pay for like if you want to go to a HBCU, it would be. Like the cost would be free. Mm. That would be cool. I but I definitely I know that would be beneficial because everybody's not yeah. doesn't want to go. I don't to think college. everybody would take it the right way, but 
I yeah. would like that. Yeah. yeah. So then everybody wouldn't. But then, just like loans, government loans. Just loans so we don't have to pay back. Right. <laughs> Grant, just so that it would be like, get it yeah. for like school, <laughs> home, auto. So it's just like whichever one you would like to use, I could use all three or more. You could get it, but I don't know. I don't want to be at the check-in desk, like <laughs> determine if you're black or not. So. I just know that you know, just giving straight up money to people will not. Everybody's gonna have to take um DNA tests. Yeah, yeah. Giving giving straight up money to people will not benefit us because anybody, it's um, if you don't have financial literacy, that's not going to benefit you. Yeah. That's so true. And then it'll be probably just like the um the war on drugs. And it'll just <laughs> people abuse it and then it's like and then we just start to run out of money. Because <laughs> I feel like some people would use it. But I mean I guess it would be kind of just like another stimulus check, maybe. Yeah, but what do stimulus checks do? If you're already in debt, if you already don't understand how money works, how credit works, how to make it grow instead of just spending it, it does no good for you. So that's why I think it need, it would need to be implemented in different ways. And everyone doesn't want to go to college. So it yeah. would need to be, you know, three or four things, you know, no interest rates on loans for houses and cars, things that are actionable, uh, not paying taxes on food and wherever else I go. I'm black. I don't pay taxes what's up and have that implemented for the next hundred years at least I think that we would see advancement with our people is you remove some of the things that have been in our way I think so it's just so it's just so complicated I'll have to look at what Joe Biden said about reparations (laughs) I know it probably wasn't much so it was just like then when they were all talking it was just like a big argument about like well I said it first so I don't know I don't know I know healthcare also healthcare will probably be the biggest part of reparations right I don't even think I don't even know if Joe Biden said anything about Juneteenth this weekend. So, Girl, I've been facing Joe Biden now. I'm so mad that he's the only thing that I have to look forward to to vote for. I I don't. I'm just. I'm so over the. Ugh. I'm so uh, over all white men running stuff that don't have a clue <laughs> about. How to truly help people in the world and people of color specifically. It's the same song and dance. Very frustrated with it. I know. It's, it's, oh, it's ridiculous. So I found this one thing on The Guardian and it's an article about Joe Biden and reparations in relation to the George Floyd protests. And it said that um, a lot of people are suggesting compensation in the form of educational vouchers, health insurance, or investments in programs that address 
disparities in education, housing, and employment. And so the, the debate has expanded to include decisions over feasibility and mechanics of a sign. Yeah, mechanics of a sign of progress. And so it's just kind of, I guess we're just in the same place we were like 150 years ago, so. Is this the same place? <laughs> It's the same place because uh, as black people, we need to really sit down and have real summit meetings, like, like for real deal, like, and really try to get some legislation, legislation passed about reparations, really sit down and like, okay, what is it? What will best benefit us as black people overall? So it could hit all levels and really try to make it legislation. Yeah, but and we I just, have everybody else chiming in, trying to tell us how we should be feeling and what we should be expecting. People that are not black—that's so true. I was just thinking about how, like, when okay, so the timeline with the Civil War and Juneteenth and the death of Abraham Lincoln, and when Forty Acres and a Mule were given out. So there was Civil War, and then. The Emancipation Proclamation, and then the generals were going to give out the forty acres and the mule they had started, and then Abraham Lincoln was killed. But that was all like before Juneteenth, so there were still people enslaved. So it was so when they were giving out forty acres and the mule, even if they would have distributed to as many people as they could, like they still missed like a big chunk of people. <laughs> So I don't even think it was like feasible because then it was like after Abraham Lincoln died and that was before Juneteenth. Then it was and like even, they cut um, that out. And, and even with the 40 acres and a mule, there was stipulations like the same trickery that they always try to do. You had to buy all of these things to you know, people are not looking at the actual you know process of you great, you got 40 acres. What are you doing with it? Those people needed to make that land work for them. You know, they need to grow things on it. So you're talking to a slave who has nothing <laughs> and you want to give them a mule and 40 acres. There are other things that you need to till that land. Um, I saw Whoopi um, Goldberg on, um, uh, why am I going blank? Um, Finding Your Roots. Um, love the show. And it's basically where they trace your lineage back. And they had actually traced her lineage back to one of her ancestors that actually did receive the 40 acres and a mule, you know, but they had to go through so much. They, they didn't just like, they, they gave it to you if you, you know, got that far, but there were stipulations. A lot of people don't know that. And they would take it back from you if you weren't, it was a trip. Oh my gosh. I know PBS org has like a bunch of information on the truth behind 40 acres and a mule so it's like I don't want to read that <laughs> my gosh uh, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous I just can't believe that it's mm, I don't know I'm still good with the 40 acres like like, even if we can get just, like, five acres, that would be perfect. But they wouldn't, they just, and there's so much land in Texas. Like, you, they could still do it. It's, yeah. Okay. 
that's why I don't get why especially they were having so many problems at the border. It's like, we don't want to let anybody in. I'm like, you got all this empty land and you're just like hmm. standing there just like, we don't want to let anybody in. And like to get home loans, to get loans for land, it's so expensive, but it's just like you got all this land out here that's nothing on, so it's a waste of time. It's crazy. So, so are there any last comments or do y'all have like any resources that y'all would think any listeners, especially like non-people of color listeners would find useful if they want to like find more, find out more about Juneteenth or what's going on in America or even Africa. <laughs> Google is there, white people. So sorry, I'm not into education. <laughs> I've done my job. I'm 46. I've done my job with educating white people about, you know, how they can be allies and help. So you know, reading is fundamental. You know, take take some time out of your day and get the information that you need. <laughs> what about you, Christina? I second that motion, but there is the <laughs> there's the um black coalition page on Facebook. There's a lot of informa- good information being shared on there and just ways you can support us. True story. Cash app. You got cash app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> PayPal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The library. The library is still free. (laughs) (laughs) But But it is, and like people just just don't mm, don't use their if it's not yeah, if it's not important to them, they don't go out and do it. It's not relevant to them. Yeah. They have to take the initiative. I know I'm like, if you can still read, uh pick up a book or look up look it up online. Um, also, the movie, the documentary, 13, 13th, is really good. It is so good. I mean, as a Black person, I learn stuff. And also, um, there is um, a great documentary. See, you hit a, like, I love documentaries. Um, Henry Louis Gates, who is does Defining Your Roots and Black History in Two Minutes on Instagram, um, if you'd like to follow that, Black History in Two Minutes. But he also did a documentary called um, The Reconstruction Era. It's a two-part documentary. Um, each part is two hours long. And it will explain so much, you know, like after slaves were freed. It will, it goes down the line, down to Jim Crow, all the way up to, you know, the 60s. And even into now, like how these things have affected black people and how we've still prevailed like for a non-person of color or even other people of color like it's i think it's important for people to watch a documentary it really breaks it down in a really easy way for you to understand well i just call the reconstruction era it girl is so good like i watched it twice i was like wow and it talks about what we're going through right now 
all this stuff, everybody being upset about those statues that was formulated by the United Daughters of the Confederacy. They did that all by themselves. They got, you know, got around the table and started baking cakes and shit and uh, raising money (laughs) to have all of those statues erected, you know, for all of these racist people. Even got it out to go all the way to Washington, D.C. Like, it is something. Also, Four Little Girls is on... Hulu, and it's about the um. What church was that? I have to look it up. That was bombed with the the nineteen six was the nineteen sixties, right? And the four yeah, girls were killed. Yeah, I think that part is so sad. It was just yeah, there's just been like nothing said about that. But yeah, it then it talked this- about the first decade it happened, like mm-hmm. it was a big deal. Because I remember my mother telling me about it. You know, my mom was born in 1950. So, you know, it was very shocking to them. Very, you know, very tragic in our community. Um, The Black community took it really hard. And then they're so worried about, like, all these businesses being burned down. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Let's not. Let's let's forget about all the Black businesses and Black churches that were burned down and Black, uh-huh. Black Wall Street. Yes. Yes. And then I haven't read, I haven't watched um, Stranger Fruit. It's on Stars and Hulu. I want to watch that one and it looks good. What is, so what is that one about? I want to hear it. So um, I think it's, they have one episode about the killing of Mike Brown. Let me see. And I think they had, so it's like the, so it investigates like the events in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, killing of Mike Brown. So they basically reinvestigate all of these deaths. And I think they have, I guess it's like a series saying reinvestigate a bunch of different like events that have happened. So, oh, wow. Movie, I guess it's a movie. Okay, it's a documentary. It sounds interesting. Interesting. It does. It's I guess it was made in 2017 too so it's you guys also should watch uh, Trump that's on Netflix very interesting so people can uh, really see his history and his origin and where he came from and what he was doing before he became president it's important to watch it I'm gonna watch that and then also the Huey P. Newton story the Huey P. Newton story. <laughs> I think we'll watch that one. Um, it's on Hulu. Okay. I'm about to get back on Hulu. Oh, they have so much. But yeah, Hulu, Netflix. They have so many things you can just watch about Black culture. So don't ask us any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can type in um, BLM on Netflix and it'll just bring up a plethora of uh, black uh, documentaries and uh, movies and stuff, which I think is really cool. Okay, I was wondering how that worked because I saw, I've seen different series and movies tagged with that, but I was like, how do I get to the whole collection? <laughs> yeah, just in search, type type that in. Okay. That's all I can see on Netflix and <laughs> I'm like, where's the rest of them? You're like, where they at? 
<laughs> well, now mine is all right black, now. so I don't, I don't see anything else. Black, 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 I'm black, black, black. I thought this was what it's supposed to be like. I watch all this stuff. I watch everything though. I love documentaries and I like movies, period. So. Also, bring it. Wait, is that no? Yeah. <laughs> oh, now they they've added like everything, like every show that's like black people. Now they have it on here. I'm you here for it. These shows, <laughs> now they're like, they put everything, so. They're like, black, 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 yeah. black on black. And I'm like, all those um, serial killer documentaries I had, I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I need. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But have y'all heard of um, that Lovecraft series that's coming out for HBO in August? No, Ooh. I haven't heard about it. I'm not sure. So I think the plot is this um, guy gets, what is it, pretty much an inheritance from a relative, but where the location is, is like very, it's, what is it? I guess the racial tension is really high. It's like it's back in, I guess, maybe the 70s or so. It's an older story. And so, you know, he goes there, but it's also like some supernatural stuff involved. It looks really Ooh. good. I like that kind Just of um, what, what is it? it's called? It's called Lovecraft Country. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Okay, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, I have it. I've been getting ads for it on Facebook. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see it. We don't even have HBO. We're gonna get it in August, just so we can watch that. Uh, have y'all seen? Um, gosh, what's that show? It was on Hulu. Underground. Underground was so my parents good. were watching. They that. took it off. They said it was too expensive to make. Some bullshit. Uh. uh made me so angry. Expensive, okay. okay. Yeah, like what you, what's um, expensive? Just showing old ass homes and uh, tattered clothes, like which part of it was expensive? I know. You already had the cameras, so it's like go out in the field. I mean, yeah. homes that you could just buy some old land and they already have the home on there. <laughs> they just didn't want to show no black folks getting to get back, you know, being runaway and, you know, because they want to show slaves like they they were all docile and just did what they were told. I love that show. It was actually really good. It was real good. I don't know. That's... Mm. Yeah, I know they have Roots on TV, the new Roots, for a while. I don't know if I say the new Roots. You haven't seen the new Roots? I, I don't know. I don't know if I saw it. I, I told you I was born is I saw the original Roots. Like, <laughs> I'm a 74 baby. Then also, um, the Book of Negroes. I think the Book of Negroes was by the people who did the New Roots. So I don't... I'm not sure, though. Hmm. The Book of Negroes. It's really good. 
it's like the uh first like census it's about the first census that was taken oh you is that the one with ingenue ellis in it i love her so much and she went to camp that movie was so good so good and then there's a part in there where it's like um uh july 4th 1776 and it's a lot of white people like running around they're like we're free we're free and then she asked the guy like i forgot how she said it but she was like she was just like oh she was just so excited to be free and he was like not you <laughs> it's about us Ooh, wow <laughs> and that's like right before she like left the united states and went to canada <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, don't celebrate the Fourth of July, guys. Also, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> like I don't even. I don't think we celebrated it last year. Honestly, I know. I feel like last year and the year before is where people started to kind of get like, oh, maybe we should stop celebrating this. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. So gonna be people out there celebrating. So, yep. <laughs> They're like, "Well, we gotta do fireworks for the kids." I'm like, "Do it for Juneteenth. You don't gotta do it for." Juneteenth. I know. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But this was good, guys. <laughs> and thanks to all the listeners that listened in, and happy Juneteenth. <laughs>